God's Road Grace Church would like to invite you to listen to a sermon by our pastor, Todd Nybert. We are located at 4137 Todd's Road, two miles outside of Manowar Boulevard. Sunday services are at 1030 a.m. and 6 p.m. Bible study is at 945 a.m. Wednesday services are at 7 p.m. Nursery is provided for all services. For more information, visit our website at toddsroadgracechurch.com. Now here's our pastor, Todd Nybert. This is Jacob speaking to Joseph shortly before he dies. And he says to Joseph in Genesis chapter 48, verse 3, And Jacob said unto Joseph, God Almighty appeared unto me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me and said unto me, Behold, I will make thee fruitful and multiply thee and I will make of thee a multitude of people and will give this land to thy seed after thee for an everlasting possession. Now, I love the way Jacob identifies the Lord as God Almighty. That is the same way the Lord appeared to Abraham when he appeared to him, I am the Lord Almighty, walk before me and be thou perfect. El Shaddai. God Almighty. God Almighty appeared to me. Now we will not see him. We will remain in spiritual darkness and ignorance unless he appears to us. We are totally dependent upon him revealing himself. To us, Canst thou by searching find out God? The answer is no. The only way I will know him is if he reveals himself to me. Do you remember when the Lord said, whom do men say that I am? And the disciples gave some good answers that were all wrong. And then he said, whom say ye that I am? And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the Lord said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood hath not revealed this to thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Now the only way you and I will know the Lord is if he appears to us. Now when he does appear to us, he will appear to us in this fashion, God Almighty, God Omnipotent. If I haven't seen God in that light, I might not even be familiar with that term, but if I haven't seen God in that light, I haven't seen him at all. God Almighty. Now, man's view of Jesus Christ will correspond with his views of God. 
Exactly. My, if my concept of God is not the God of the Bible, my concept of God is a false God. And if my concept of Jesus Christ is like that false concept I have of a false God, I will have a false Jesus Christ, a non-existent Jesus Christ. A God that's not the God of the Bible is a man-made God. And a Christ that is not the Christ of the Bible is a man-made Christ, a Christ that cannot save. Now, God appeared to Jacob as God Almighty. Now, all we can really know of God is what he has revealed to us in his word. The Bible is the inspired word of God. The scripture says all scripture from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21 and everything in between, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now, if I don't have that, all I've got is my opinion, all I've got is your opinion, which are both relatively worthless. Thank God for the Bible, and God makes his character known in his word. The God of the Bible is holy. What's that mean? He's other. He's altogether different from me and from you. He's not like me. He's not like you. There is nothing in this created universe that you could look at and say, God's like that. No, he's not. God's not like anything. He said, there's none like unto me. And any attempt that I would make in taking some created object and saying, God is like that, would only be bringing him down, and it would be nothing less than idolatry. Now, idolatry is an attempt to humanize God. That's man's attempt to fit God in the box they want him to fit in, and they make a God of their own imagination. That's what idolatry is. I think of what the Lord said in Psalm 50, Thou thoughtest, I was altogether such a one as thyself. And that's what men do. They think, well, I'm, God's like this. Here's what I think. And they make their man-made God. Now, idolatry, according to the second commandment, has as its root hatred of God. We don't like God as he is. Therefore, we make him as we think we want him to be. That is idolatry. Now, like I said, God reveals to us his character in his word. His character is his attributes. So I've already talked about he's holy. He's other. He is sovereign. That means that he controls everything and whatever takes place is his will being done. And God is all powerful. Now the only way he can be sovereign is if he is God Almighty and he has the power to always make his will come to pass. God is omnipresent. You can't be anywhere where he's not. I've heard people say, well, God's not in hell. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. It's his justice that's fueling the fires of hell. He's everywhere. You can't go anywhere where he is not. He's not bound by space 
or time. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He's never learned anything. He's independent. He has no needs. Everything that he wants is in himself. He is immutable. He cannot change. And all of these attributes I've been talking about are dependent upon him being almighty. All of his attributes would not be real if it were not for the fact that he was almighty. And listen to this. Any concept of Jesus Christ that a man may have that does not have all the attributes of God in their fullness is a false concept of Christ. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead in a body. Every attribute of God finds its fullness in the person of Jesus Christ. And if my Christ doesn't have all the attributes of God, he's not the Christ of the Bible. Now, God Almighty is the power of God, the omnipotence of God Almighty. Now, his omnipotence, God Almighty, is essential to his existence. A God that is not omnipotent is no God at all. Now, we have, as human beings, a very uh, uh, erroneous view of power. I think that we're all, to some extent, like Pilate. When Pilate said to the Lord, don't you know that I have power to crucify you and I have power to release you? You're not speaking to me. Don't you know that I've got power over you? And I love the Lord's reply. He said, thou couldst have no power at all over me, except it be given thee from above. No man has any power. They think they do. I've heard of powerful men and powerful women. There are no powerful men and powerful women. Power belongeth unto the Lord. He has all power. And Christ said, all power is given to me. Every man and woman is just a pawn in his hands as far as that goes. No man has any power in and of themselves, but his power has no limitations. When it was announced to Sarah after she was 90 years old and had already gone through menopause, you're going to have a baby this time next year. She laughed. And the Lord said, why'd you laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything beyond his power? Now, God's omnipotence is his ability to do anything he wills, his ability to bring it to pass. He doeth according to his will. This is God's omnipotence. He doeth. He doeth according to his will in the armies of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. Everything that happens is his will taking place because he's all powerful. He's able to make sure whatever it is he wills always comes to place. He's in control of everything. 
He doeth according to his will in the armies of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And there's none that can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? David said, our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. His will cannot be thwarted because he is omnipotent. That's how he appeared to Jacob. God Almighty appeared to me. That's how he appeared to Abraham. The Lord Almighty appeared to him. And if God appears to me or you, by his grace, we'll know he is God Almighty. We might not know all the terms, but we know the person behind the terms. He is God Almighty. Now, to say God is omnipotent does not mean he has the ability to act contrary to his nature. He cannot lie. You know, that's not possible for God to lie. It's not possible for God to sin. It's against his nature. It's not possible for God to be anything but that which he is. When we say God can do anything, we don't mean he could act contrary to his nature because he can't. He's the faithful God. He'll always be who he is. Um, He can't stop being sovereign. Now, I heard a local preacher um, make this statement. The only time God relinquished his sovereignty is when his son went to the cross and then he Quit being sovereign and let men do exactly what they wanted to do. Now, does the scripture support that kind of thinking? Listen to this scripture from Acts chapter 4, verses 27 and 28. For the truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do. Whatsoever thy hand and counsel determined before to be done. Now when those men were nailing Christ to the cross, it's true what they were doing was wicked. And they were doing what they wanted to do. But they were doing nothing less than what his hand and counsel determined before to be done. Now without the attribute of omnipotence, the other attributes could not be. He could not be sovereign were he not omnipotent. He could not be independent, having no needs outside of himself, were he not omnipotent, all-powerful. He could not be eternal were he not omnipotent. He could not be immutable were he not omnipotent. He could not be omnipresent were he not omnipotent, all of his non-communicable attributes. That means things that only he has. You and I will never have these things. These belong to God. They could not be without his omnipotence. Uh, His decrees would be meaningless because he'd have no power to bring them to pass were he not omnipotent. His mercy and grace would be mere wishes because he can't bring them to pass, were he not omnipotent. God Almighty. Now, let me give you three areas where God's omnipotence is most clearly seen. Oh, I love to preach the omnipotent God because when I'm preaching the omnipotent God, I'm preaching the omnipotent Christ. I'm preaching the omnipotent Spirit of God. This is who he is. 
And his omnipotence, first of all, is seen in creation. When he spake the world into existence. Now, I find it amazing that there are people who say they believe somehow through some kind of primordial stew, non-organic matter met together and all of a sudden there was life and life evolved from that and all, all the different animals and the creation evolved from that. That takes a lot more blind faith to believe that than it does to believe that God created the universe just as the Bible says. God as an act of his own will with no help brought the universe into existence. Light be, light was. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and only omnipotence could do that. God's omnipotence, secondly, is seen in all the affairs of providence. Now, providence is everything that takes place in time. Everything. Everything that takes place in time was determined by God before in eternity. And nothing happens except his will being done. The Lord said there shall not a sparrow fall to the ground without your heavenly father. That's the most insignificant thing we can think of, a sparrow dying, uh, maybe on the other side of the planet. That happened according to God's will Everything happens according to God's will. Somebody says the bad stuff, the bad stuff. He is in control of everything. Uh, he brings good out of evil. He controls everything. And you, you, you show me one thing that he's not in control of, I'll be scared to death. If he's not in control of it, who is? But thank God, he is the Lord of providence. And most especially, his sovereignty or his omnipotence is seen in salvation, the same power that's uh, attributed to the Lord who upholds all things is attributed to God in salvation. He, for instance, if I'm saved, it begins with God choosing me to be saved before time began. That's an act of his power. Uh, God justifying me, making it to where I've never sinned. What an act of his power. God redeeming me and put away my sins. What an act of power. Christ dying in the first place. What an act of power. Him living a perfect life. What an act of omnipotence. Every aspect of salvation is according to the power of God. Now there are two things that are said to be impossible. The destruction of matter to where it no longer is. Or the creation of new matter. According to physics, those things are not possible. Um, what is matter? Well, matter is any substance that has mass and takes up space, having volume. That's matter, the matter that's in the universe. Air's matter, uh, water's matter, uh, anything that has material existence. The thought is that there cannot be new matter brought into existence, and you can't destroy matter that's already there and make it not to be. 
Um, when you set a log on fire, it turns into ashes. The energy goes somewhere else, but there's not, uh, there's not the non-existence of matter. Now, when God saves a man, first of all, he makes something that is not to be. Not to be there anymore. When he died for my sins, he made those sins to no longer be in the universe. They're gone. That which was is not. When he by himself purged our sins, he made my sins to not be. He made me to be a perfect man in Christ Jesus. He made that which is to not be, and he made that which was not to be. I wasn't born into this world holy. I wasn't born into this world loving God. When he gave me the new birth, he put a heart in me, a new man in me that was not there before, called a new creation in Christ Jesus. An absolutely new creation. A new heart also will I give you. Now this is what is done by the Lord. This is his power. This is what men say cannot be done. You can't make matter lose its existence and you can't create new matter. Well, the Lord made my sins to lose their existence. And he made me something I was not before as a new creature, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Now, if God Almighty has appeared to me, Anything less is a false God. Now, is this the God that's appeared to you? God Almighty, God Omnipotent, and oh, what power this God has to bless. Now, look what Jacob says to Joseph. And Jacob said unto Joseph, God Almighty appeared unto me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. Oh, his power to bless. Now, I want to be a blessing to you, but I can't bless you. Only God can. You can be a blessing to me, but you can't bless me. Only God can. And with his omnipotence, what power he has to bless. Paul said in Ephesians 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. God's blessing is seen in what he makes us and what he gives us. Now, this is God's blessing, what he makes us and what he gives us. Jacob said, and he said, behold, I will make thee fruitful and multiply thee I will make of thee a multitude of people and will give thee this land to thy seed after thee for an inheritance forever. I will make thee. Listen to this scripture from 1 Corinthians 1.30. And this is to every believer. If you're a believer, this is you. This is yours. Take it for yourself. Of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Now, this is what Christ has made to every believer because God is almighty 
and he's blessed them with every spiritual blessing and heavenly places in Christ. He's made unto me wisdom. He's my wisdom before God so that God can have fellowship with me. He is my righteousness. He is my sanctification. He is my holiness. He is my redemption. He's my full deliverance. That's what he's made unto me. Now remember, God can do this. He's almighty. Listen to this scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 21. For he hath made him, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now that's what every believer is made. The very righteousness of God. How can this be? Because God's omnipotent. He can do this. Mere you can't do it. But he certainly can. I love that scripture in Revelation 21 verse 5. Where he said, Behold, I make all things new. Do you know God gives every believer a brand new history? A history where there's no guilt where there's no sin, where there's no shame. They're perfect in Christ Jesus. This is what God makes. He says, I will make thee a multitude of people. And then he says, I will give this land to thy seed after thee for an everlasting eternal possession. Now, because of his um, omnipotence, he's God Almighty. He's got the power to give. I think of um, Revelation 19.8, speaking of the church, unto her was granted, unto her was given, fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Now notice he says, I'm going to give this to you as an everlasting possession. This is going to be yours. It's not going to belong to somebody else. It's going to belong to you. This fine linen, clean and white, is the righteousness of the saints. He doesn't say the righteousness of Christ imputed to the saints, although it is. But he said this is the righteousness of the saints. He gives his personal righteousness. Somebody says, how could he do that? Because he's God. He's God Almighty. Hallelujah, the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. You know, what do you have that you didn't receive? Now, if you received it, it's because he gave it to you. If you have it, it's because he gave it to you. The Lord God almighty, the Lord God omnipotent, whatever he wills, he has the power to bring to pass. You see, he's not wringing his hands in frustration because men won't let him have their way. He rules in absolute splendor as the Lord God omnipotent. And he has power to save you. Do you believe he's able? He is. Call upon his name. Ask for mercy. And he will save you. Now we have this message on DVD and CD. If you call the church or write or look at our website, you can get a copy. This is Todd Niver praying that God will be pleased to make himself known to you. That's our prayer. Amen.
To receive a copy of the sermon you have just heard, send your request to todd.nybert at gmail.com or you may write or call the church at the information provided on the screen. 